yourselves. <laughs> you cut yourself is what you're cutting. We started? Yep. <laughs> Todd is knife skills. Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name's Scott and I'm joined with Todd the knife wheelie maniac. <laughs> Sharp, or uh, open my freezy man. Hey, Hello. Whoever <laughs> <laughs> has to pee all the time. No, it's not me. It's just fun. So Ash told us a long... It wasn't that long. It was a story about his, his drive to Cologne and back. And, yep. And not being able to pee. And No, nature was calling. Nature was calling. Mm-hmm. All the nature. All of the nature was calling. All the nature was calling. Yeah. Well, and that's the worst when all the nature is calling in the middle of Mountain Pass. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think traffic would be worse. I get stuck in like... Like um, like city. Oh traffic. yeah, like highway one traffic down. Yeah, yeah, because because really you're in the nature in the woods. You mm-hmm. pull over wherever you want and you run in the woods a little bit. I was looking at all of the like small little bush roads to the right and the left. I'm like, if, if it got worse, I was take taking a hard Roger and yeah. just going off in the bush a little pine bit. Pine trees, some soft yeah. pine cones. Yeah, it, it would have been fine. <laughs> I use a sock. I was trying to explain how like I had one napkin and my socks. And the missus is like, what do you need to use your socks for? I'm like, wiping your ass. Yeah. Like, when you're in nature, like, you got socks. Socks are cheap. <laughs> not, your underwear's getting cut off. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yep. Is this episode 200? This is episode 200 for it's us. Starting off pretty shitty. Yeah. <laughs> you said 195 point. No, yeah, 199.5. 199.5. <laughs> <laughs> Well, technically, we were half sh- half shy last last episode because we kept getting called out to that's right calls. Yeah, um, yeah, it's actually interesting. So we had a FR call which we got to sit down on, which I was, we talked about. But then we got a call for uh, it was like a nothing call, but it's from uh, from an individual that we're mm-hmm. <laughs> we're a little concerned about that possibly some calls that may not be real calls. And, yeah, and so, and I guess it happens more often. Than uh, we think to other departments because I, I was talking oh, to some yeah. departments when I was on deployment. And they said, "Oh yeah, we got a person like that that just wants to see fire trucks show up." And, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, she just wants to feel special. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, so. any, anything fire related, emergency services related. Yeah, uh, she's claimed she's been a paramedic with us. Mm-hmm. Um, all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, and like I said, other department, other uh, um, halls said there's people like that in their mm-hmm. region too. So. Yeah, she's batshit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Todd's on a roll. Oh, well, whatever. Trying to be all nice. Space, space, space. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. You want to impersonate somebody from the emergency service? That's true. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's great. Call nine one one call. Yeah. Fuck you, cunt. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, she can. She can. Like she can. <laughs> yeah. I think we had a nerve. <laughs> <Wow>. Anyways. <laughs> Put the knife away. <laughs> I got a couple of tab off. Okay, in, uh, in the news, anything, anything in the news other than um, wildfires? Um, I haven't seen No, them. nothing. <laughs> well, actually, we saw something today from Marshall Bass. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Jose got Jose went into service. <laughs> Where's that in? Was it Wollongong? No. Where? What's the name of the place? I think Wollongong actually is an Australian place. <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> it sounds Australian. <laughs> Why? You got to say it in an Australian accent. Wollongong. I can't say Australian. <laughs> Am I right? No. I'm looking. It's not. 
So, <laughs> was it, what was the fake name? Cobra Petey? That's, Petey? That's, that's, that's an official place in Australia. That's where people live underground. What? Uh, Wanneroo. Cobra Petey. Oh. They live underground, don't they? Wanneroo? Wanneroo. Wanneroo. Mm-hmm. Like Wanna Kangaroo? Anyways, they they made a what do they call it? A golf buggy, fire support, uh, mini light tanker. It's a golf buggy. Yeah, we call it a golf cart, but golf yeah. buggy sounds much. But it's mostly for PR, right? Yeah, I think it was mostly for PR. Oh, it's right. got a pretty wicked uh, <laughs> siren. Siren, on it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got all the all the rocker switches and everything set up, dialed nice. Yeah, yeah. so it was like a PR thing that um, kind of for like kids and stuff to play with. Actually, yeah. sprays water. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like uh, gets kids interested in the fire, um, teaches them about uh, bushfires that they have down there. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's there cool. are crazy bushfires that they have down there. For sure. Right? Yeah. They're intense. Yeah. They're like trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's the theme of Australia. That's right. Mm-hmm. Come on over. Everything tries to kill you. <laughs> so not Wollongong. Not Wollongong. Why am I saying that? I don't know. One room. That must be a place. <laughs> <laughs> Google will tell us. So, Jose is officially in service. Yeah, that's, yep. the, that's the, what they call the name the, of the apparatus. The name of the apparatus is Jose. Jose. Yeah. So, so that's, I guess, the news. Um, also in the news, we have uh, uh, wildfires continue. <laughs> wow. He's choking. <laughs> nope. We have to stop <laughs> just to pull it together. <laughs> it's going off the rails. Yeah, that's reason you got something in it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But okay, everybody good? All right, great. Other news is the wildfires continue in our area. Mm-hmm. Um, less than last year, like substantially. substantially less. Um, maybe not less um, fire wise, but less um, definitely less size wise. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think we uh, we have a lot of small fires. But, there um, is now. There's a few more kicked off since last week as well. Yeah, I mean, we had a lightning storm come through here. Was it like three thousand strikes or something? Like, or twelve thousand strikes in three days or something like that? Yeah, some some ridiculous number of uh, lightning strikes. Usually yeah. those start a lot more, but I mm-hmm. I don't I'm, don't know if we're gonna have some holdover fires. I think there was a few. Um, yeah, but so a lot of rain a, came with that though. So. There there was a quote from uh, BC Forestry that uh, as of that interview. Um, <clears throat> They had no new starts in our area, so I don't know what's happened from that point forward. But right. uh, at that point, it was like a, a day or so afterwards. Uh, it's been a little cooler, I guess. Yeah. Um, Until to today, we did get up to forty. Forty today? Yeah. Yeah. And a bunch of the other <laughs> fires are yeah, in unpopulated areas too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Whereas last year, there's a lot of interface. Right. Interface. Yeah. 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 So. Um, the fire we've been working on um, is uh, the Caramies Creek fire. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been out doing it a bit. Um, our, our tender was out. I was out on the weekend. Um, we're, we're basically done. Um, structural protections pretty much demobilized now. Um, it got really close because when we were out, we, I mean, when I went out, it was you know it's long after the the um, flint front went through. So we were we were doing some uh, we we're just filling some water bladders for the for the forestry guys but um, yeah just looking at how close it came to some of those structures and you were there tonight when it was kind of coming down yeah so there was a couple <laughs> engines up actioning uh, some of the fire line where it was the flank was coming down uh, right close to a bunch of the subdivisions yeah um, and then we were in these two ranch areas where it come down up to the house and by a creek and um, pretty close um, grouping of trees as well where it was right. 
it was a little, little bit of spot fires, kind of three quarters up in the crowns. Uh, it was just a little bit harder to action, yeah. but uh, huge <clears throat> potential. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like everybody had given the structure protection set. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just in the final bump up stages with that. Um, then uh, you guys on. Uh, what time is that? Saturday? Thursday night? Is it Thursday night? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, um, we actually got a call that night um, for mm-hmm. a MBI in our, in our well, we looked like our area early morning, like late night, very early morning, like one in the morning kind of thing. Um, yeah, it came in about 1 a.m. Yeah. Um, came in weird because it came in on the I'm responding as an MBI. And uh, I look at it and I see I see a three, <laughs> I see a three and a sumac or sumac or something sumac. So we have a road three and a sumac. Because so I was like, oh, so I get in the truck, start driving down here. Pedro's going off in. I'm like, okay, well sometimes I'm responding is 20, 30 seconds faster. faster. Yeah. Get all the way down here. Deputy chief and the center down here. We're putting our gear on. Like nobody else is here. Pedro went off yet. I'm like, I got my turnout gear on. Start going towards a rescue truck. I like, grab my phone. I'm like, I called dispatch. She's like, oh no, sorry, that's uh, that's another that's another haul. Um, she's like, somehow I don't know, it got attached to you guys. Well, the the other haul is actually on the other side of the mountain from us, and quite often the mapping <clears throat> says we're. This, I think Google Maps. Yeah, it says we're puts the, us on that highway. On that highway for some reason. So mm. um, she's like, I don't know why it attached, but it's anyway. So then, uh, we and then you send us a message. Hey, we're going to a mutual aid call. We're like, I yeah. So we're like mutual aid call for, and I'm thinking for an MBA. That's weird. And then you, then right away you're like, no, is uh, MBI MBA fire um, working into the working into the uh, wildland fire? That's right. Yeah. So it came in uh, first for us as um, uh, duty officer call, and just kind of dispatch giving the heads up. Hey, might be getting called. There's a Roll over MBI fire now spreading into the into the bush. Carry me so it wasn't on scene yet. Right. <clears throat> so just be advised you may be getting called if it's going to progress. Which as soon as that went off, just before one in the morning, though, I started getting up, getting my socks out, and all of a sudden, bing, the tones went off again for that. So uh, we were requested for, for an engine and tender to go out. Um, so we ended up just sending three in the engine and two in the tender because it starts taking away a lot of manpower at that point for us anyways and uh, yeah when we when we got there it was actually a big crane truck uh, that was on fire uh, that was in the ditch right on the side it went up the mountain pretty good um, it was probably uh, I don't know I'd say maybe five to ten hectares when we first got there um, very steep so it progressed quite rapidly and, and mm-hmm. good winds as well right um, yeah so the engine was just getting ready to start flanking on some hose they helped the uh, the other crews there um, action the crane for a very short amount of time as we dropped a tank and, and started shoveling some water. Right. Uh, where it was, our water source, were 25 minutes. Actually, no, sorry. It was longer than that. Uh, it's probably, yeah, I know, probably a 25-minute drive back to a hydrant. Wow. And then same with um, <clears throat> into Coston area, another 25-minute turnaround. So after we did that, and this is dark, you know, it's one in the morning now. So I started looking at the lake with a flashlight as we started driving by, and I knew some of the little side roads going into one of the lakes. So once we got back, had another face-to-face with command there and said, okay, like, if we're staying longer than this, we're going to continue chilling water, we got to start looking for yeah. extra water source. <laughs> it's too long. Yeah, and then at that point in time, basically for us, she said, yeah, look, we're going to be taking over. We want you guys to stay. Uh, engine's going to do some structure uh, protection, 
and we started shuttling uh, water back and forth. So I went out to a lake that was very close by. Uh, it was like a five minute drive. Um, and then we dropped our portable pump and found, found a beautiful spot. Actually, they had a nice little mowed section with some lawn chairs by the water. Oh, and the owners of the lake, uh, which I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we, yeah, we dropped our tank there and a little bit of a shitty turnaround spot, but it, it worked. Um, just being a very tight corner on the highway and stuff, but right. yeah. So once we got that water source, we were, we were just under 25 minutes turnaround time still right. with that, but a lot better than <clears throat> pounding down the yeah, road. Yeah, still cutting it over in half, right? <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we basically did that all night. Our engine sat on one structure, um, and kind of laid some lines out and Dropped the bladder there just for an anchor hold for some structure protection. Uh, there's a whole bunch of farm equipment and whatnot up there as well. Um, and then, yeah, we just shuttled water back and forth for the forestry guys. They started humping up the, the mountain and tried to flank it. Yeah. And those guys are like... They're really oh, they're goats, man. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, they did a really good job. It was a very steep train. Uh, the other department did, did awesome as well. They, they kept a bush uh, truck and crew uh, initially and worked with the forestry guys and were humping up the lane. Nice. Those lines as well. <clears throat> so awesome. Yeah, that was our excitement. Um, and then yeah, shit, we stayed there till eleven thirty the next morning. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I think it only hit fifty hectares. I just checked. It's mapped at seventy eight. Oh, now, so. Uh-huh. yeah. So not like not a monster, used, but it's, but it's, it's way settled, settled now. Like yeah. they, mm-hmm. I think they were calling it held. Yeah, this yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that means it has uh, has a guard all the way around it. I'm not open. It has a guard all the way around it. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, as soon as we got daylight, we had a lot of heli support as well. Right. And then in the afternoon, those bombers yeah. were... Uh, Which I'm sure it helps that there's... <clears throat> we have the fire camp set up right now for the other fire. So, we have all the <laughs> all the stuff here right now. With yeah. Like eight helicopters and <laughs> 400 personnel. <laughs> I think it was around 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, another 20-pack arrived. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah there's resources everywhere. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I think on that one, like their biggest concern was once it gets to the top, there's a uh, there's some ranch land there as well, yeah. right? Um, so you got some structures, you got some ranch land, uh, and all, and once it hits the top, then it can run, um, but with those guards in place. As long as nothing completely crazy happens, it looks like that one's gonna get a lot closer to wrap to wrapping up as well. Yeah. We'll still have guys on scene. Like BC Forestry will still be in the area for probably another month it sounds like yep. um there's definitely a lot of a lot of work to be done still on their end but uh yeah i think for us unless something else kicks off we're we're uh i mean i never want to say wrapping up the season but i mean this season's weird too because we are quite a bit later um yep. than years past uh, yeah, it's still seeing, on dry we haven't yeah. had our big one this, yet this year like we haven't had more big one we usually get a big yeah. one um, we haven't had really even a, our small one. I think we've got a couple little baby ones. Early but. season, there was. You guys had a couple, nothing, right? Nothing but really big, though. Nothing, nothing big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. nothing. Like, even, yeah. Some, even for small ones, they're small. Yeah. Um, usually, by now, we would have had a, you know, a big 10-hector one. Yeah, right? Like, cigarette lot on the side of the yeah. road or the classic car yeah. pulls in the ditch. Like, people, as soon as their vehicle's on... On fire, there's an issue. They're like, "Where's the tallest grass I can park in?" It's <laughs> right. insanity, right? Yeah. If only there's this highway, I can. Oh, well, they're smart. That way, they burns up. <laughs> Get a new yeah. car. <laughs> yeah, just park in the middle of the highway. Figure yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, it's only mid 
not even mid-October, or mid-October. It's not even mid-August yet. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're, you know, There's still a lot of potential. Potential, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially the way the uh, season's kind of mapping out to be here. Yeah. So. I think it's going to be hot hot and dry well into September. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be really hot again in, like, all this week for us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and in those winds, and, and, yeah, things are pretty tender dry. Like, I know the roads that you guys were uh, working on, too, right? Just... Yeah, part of our, yeah, part of our and job was just to water the roads because so we're getting so dry out there for yeah. everybody to see and you know, not dust clouds. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably the most expensive watering job because, you know, we were getting pretty for structural protection. So, but whenever they give us an assignment, we're like, yeah, we'll do that. We'll figure it out. So we, yeah, yeah we didn't, we don't have a spray bar on our truck like a water truck would have. Yeah. So we just ended up putting a, an inch and a half structure line off the back end, um, put it on fog pattern and <laughs> just drove slow and it did did the job yeah so yeah yeah that's the thing with the uh a lot of the tender ops is you got to really think outside the box sometimes right sure just even finding water sources or like that like Mm -hmm. suddenly you're told to go water a road and you're a fire department tender not a water truck yeah 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 i mean the tender like uh i almost because i only worked the one day but uh it was almost the work we did was more um almost more entertaining than being the engine last year because last year on the engine Again, my crew arrived a little later after the flame front and went through, so we were doing, like, spot fires and looking for smokers and stuff. But um, unless there's, like, a fire to be action, the engine's really, like, just driving around, right? Mm-hmm. Or parked. Um, like, they could be doing fire smarting before the flame flame front arrives, but once it's done, and I feel like the engine doesn't really do a lot of work. Um, sure. The tender's always driving around because it's always trying to fill um, bladders for the... Um, the forestry guys trying to find water supplies, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then there's only two people on the tender, so it's definitely more work uh, for both of them to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got the driver, and then you got the engine boss, who's also the kind of the swamper guy. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I almost found it more entertaining, um, less people, but right. Yeah. So I guess if you work with someone you don't want to work with, it would <laughs> not be that entertaining. Get some good one on ones. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah so yeah it definitely it gets interesting i found like a few times i've been on the tender for a few different scenarios and um each time we've had to for the, the past few times i've had to go and find a water source the portable pump and a lot of our lakes in our area real shitty access really yeah. muddy at this time of the year as you approach too mm-hmm. so you're wading through mud and then to try and throw that hard suction out we generally only carry two lengths of hard yeah. with the yeah. uh, portable pumps <clears throat> and with a little boot strainer, like, you know, it's you can't just flop it in the mud. Sure. Right? So you got to really think outside the box. Get a little dam. Yeah, build, build a little dam, dig a hole, <laughs> right? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah, fucking dam. So Todd built a dam in this uh, fire, and uh, he's telling me about this dam. So we found it the other day. I was like, that's his dam? That wasn't my dam. <laughs> no, but I guess they moved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They moved the dam. Yeah. And they stole your tarp. <laughs> We built a pretty damn good dam. Pretty, pretty damn, damn good dam. Yeah. So the first one we grabbed some plywood, we showed it up against culvert. Yeah, I think and I saw then, the culvert. Then threw our, our, our tarp, we have a heavy canvas tarp up against it, and threw a bunch of rocks on it. Well, then it instantly started filling up like four feet and too much pressure and broke the plywood. <clears throat> so then we, we pulled it out, cut it in half. Um, one of our guys, Shaden, and the neighboring homeowner, they went and beefed it up with a whole pile of two-by-four that they think was bulletproof. Right. 
<clears throat> so I did then lowered it in. It was only about three feet. Get a little fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, threw our tarp in again up against culvert. A bunch of rocks around it to held it. And yeah, we had a really nice deep water source for your heart suction right away. Mm. So, well, it's kind of fun. I haven't really yeah. done that in the fire scene. Sure. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I find tender. Yeah, tender's kind of like when you're like, ah, tender operations. How excited is this going to be? But it's actually kind of entertaining. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, it's just the two of you too, right? So you are working a little bit more sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Troubleshooting and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. I think it's, uh, that's kind of, the, well, I was going to say, I said for news, and I guess it's, it's all kind of wrapped up there. Um, for our uh, practice this week, we actually, again, we did some, we did some wildland training. Um, we worked on some task force operations. So, um, we, like I said, we've cut our, cut our hall, cut our, our apparatus kind of into two task force, um, bush truck, engine, tender times two. So, um, we were playing around with that this, uh, this week. Uh, went to someone's house. One of our members, um, lives in kind of a rural area, but near, near, near a lake. So, um, we wanted to. It wasn't a scenario. It was more of an exercise, a field exercise. It was more of a um, just a skill development, but at speed, I guess. So, um, quick deployment of the engine. Um, deploy the forestry lines off the engine. As though the flame front's coming, it's reaction to fire directly, um, and then um, we were we were saying, okay, this is an anchor and hold position. So it was, and you know, his house is actually it would be an anchor and hold house. Yeah. So um, we, it has we, been. It has been before, yeah. We yeah. actually did, yeah. You're right. Um, so we dropped uh, the the portable tank, um, dropped, dropped the pump, got that going. It took a little bit because we actually uh, on deployment we actually broke one of our foot valves, so um, it made it a little bit more challenging to, uh, to prime the pump. So we had to you know dump some water in the pipe and <laughs> do some kind of tricky mm. fuckery, I guess. <laughs> get it get it primed. Yeah, figuring it out on the go, which is, I think, was actually really good because guys got to see um, some quick quick fixes of how to get prime uh, right. when you don't have a foot valve at the ready, yeah. which we should always have, but yeah. just kind of the Could way... have a couple more in order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that, and then once the water is flowing off the um, off the portable pump with the tank um, and the hose, then we actually... then Now the guys that are running the engine, they did a quick... Um, re-rack of the hose off the tailboard um, and and tied it off using the seatbelt straps and now basically it's hanging off the back and for some of the new guys they were like they weren't quite catching on because they, they had seen it before but they haven't really seen it in action right and they're like this is a garbage hose roll it's like no it's like it's gonna look like shit but it, trust me it'll yeah. work <laughs> so um, we read then uh, then the engine's now free to redeploy so I think the goal, like we're trying to express to them, is like speed and mobility is key in this, mm-hmm. yeah, especially yeah. in these wireland interface fires. We want to, we don't want to get anchored into these places unless we're specifically making an anchor point. But um, anchoring in a portable tank and a portable pump and a couple guys, well, if 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 it really came down to it, it's easy enough to drop the hose. A couple guys jump in the bush truck and take off. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we lose, like worst case scenario, we lose a portable pump and a and a bladder. So you know we maybe lose under ten thousand dollars worth of gear. Yeah. But if your if your truck is anchored in there and you can't move, your you know million dollars worth of gear and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So and the replacement time and all that crap. So um, 
So it was really like expressed to them like, hey, yeah, no, this is why we this is why we do this. Basically, now we have a an engine without wheels is sitting here right now with this pump and this tank. It's basically an engine sitting here, a couple guys monitoring. That's all we need. And it leaves the actual engine a chance to to move. So um, yeah, definitely trying to push that forward. Uh, um, bush truck, it drives around. It's more of a scout vehicle, but it also has some manpower on it so they can get out, help with these uh, deployments. I'm setting up a tank and all that stuff, and then also fighting fire. Yeah, we got, <clears throat> we acquired a new high volume pump over the past couple weeks um, for while we were out on deployment. Um, we've, we've always had a, uh, a couple pressure pumps. Uh, for actual firefighting, uh, which can be used for uh, water supply as well. Uh, it just doesn't have the gallonage, uh, yeah. so we got a new pump. So it, it, it was nice to see that uh, back from deployment and being put into use in our field exercise there. Yeah. Um, we got guys to go down to a lake that was really close close by to the structure, uh, run a couple lengths of suction, and then they were filling, uh, they were using that for uh, resupply. So getting guys to see that, to see how well it works, how fast it fills. Mm-hmm. Um, I think last week was a, a really good just sort of visual for everybody. Um, you know, those guys that have maybe missed a couple of meetings and a couple of practices that uh, where we've, you know, been putting these, these uh, pieces together. Um, or they've been on some of our exercises, but they, they don't see the entire picture because they're off doing one portion of task. Uh, so doing it in real time, but yeah, like we all went out and we staged at a gas station parking lot, um, like a kilometer away from, from the house. And like, we talked through it and said, this is what you see. Like, you know, so steps A, B, C, like spell it out, like, you know, work through it as a team. Uh, and then being able to see it action, uh, I think was really good for everybody. Yep. Yeah, so we did that. A couple uh, more iterations. We had the other engine and another tent or the other bush truck working. Um, so kind of more of the same stuff. The one tender dropped another tank and pump. Um, so kind of worked on that. Um, used a side, brought the side by side out. It did some scouting, not just scouting for the for the exercise we were doing, but scouting just because um, it's in a very we were in a very dry grassland area, a place yeah. that was actually on fire one at one year. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll probably be on fire again eventually because mm-hmm. you know it's just the way nature of it. Um, so we wanted to um, get the side by side into action, do some scouting. Um, so we actually had the uh, person that lives around there. He was he was our driver because he's uh, um, like like he knows that place sits back. And yeah. So he was driving around um, and showing you and the chief yeah. some places. Um, another senior member. So they were driving around while we did the um, scenarios. Yeah, you guys are wrapping up, kind of the second deployment there. Uh, and then we, we went off and it's actually, it was, it was really good to see cause I haven't been back there. I mean, I'm born and raised here, uh, but I haven't been back there for probably like 20 years. Yeah. Um, just the nature of where it is. Um, leaving from his place, um, you can go basically clear back all the way to where the ink meat fire was. Yeah. If you keep following the trail sections that are back there, um, there's a ton, like, it's just a maze back there. So, A, it was evening when we went out. It was nighttime when we were heading back in. Um, it was 
for somebody that doesn't know the area, yeah. uh, it would be really quick to get yourself churned around. Mm-hmm. And now you're not heading back towards a main road. You're heading right. deeper into the brush, yeah. um, which is not what you want to do on a wildfire. Yeah. So it was cool. We actually um, utilized the GPS on the side-by-side right. and mapped the route, right, um, so. seeing how far it was. Um, I don't know if it stores for however long. Yeah, it stores, yeah. We, we, but, uh, Kevin was showing me. We could actually punch in the name of it. Sweet. Yeah. So we do have a, a means of egress if we're ever back there, yeah. uh, which is really cool. Uh, and then there, you don't have to take one of the spots I would probably not recommend <laughs> if you had to go there. Sure, but it was uh, it was a pretty aggressive trail. Um, if that was your, your only way out, sure. But there's tons of other spots where you could duck off right. and, and not go the, the entire way. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really good experience. It was good to get the chief out there. And it was, again, awesome to see what that thing is capable of. Because yeah, he um, hasn't really seen what the, what the side-by-side can do. He's you know, he's sure. been in the training, and we've been in pretty, some pretty general Tame. areas. Yes. Yeah, but this, yeah was, this was legitimately a four-wheel drive for low. Um, like it was working to get to where it had to go. Um, and a big thousand CC side by side. That was like, that thing is very capable. Um, it was good to see it being able to work and it did it with ease. It was just, you wouldn't want to put an unskilled driver in that right. position. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Super important that, I mean, you guys have such a vast response area. And when you start thinking about strictly wildland or interface area, mm-hmm. you, you have a ton of it oh, in yeah. your area compared to my area. And uh, having that side by side, and like you said, that that kind of northeastern section of your of your district there, like if you if you're not out there all the time and know all the little sure. routes, um, you know that's a wildland fire kicks off in there. Yeah, it's super beneficial to have that already pre-scouted. Like well, those, actually. Back in Emmanuel's Canyon. Yeah, back there, yeah. Right? Like, Remember there's we, structures back there. Yeah, yeah we, we went on that. there one night because we had, there was a report of a fire back there, and we drove in, and mm-hmm. we went, like, probably kilometer back there. We didn't even know it was back there. And we ended up back there, and there's a bunch of forestry guys working back there in this fire. And we're like, what the hell? That was a couple years ago. Yeah, we're like, oh, hey, hey, guys. <laughs> I mean, it existed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's such a big area, yeah, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of the valley, we had the, uh, where we were practicing at the beginning of the year, um, we didn't know a bunch of those houses existed either. Like right. We knew that there was we knew there was houses up in that area, but mm-hmm. you know, oh, this house tucked back here that Ash now wants to buy, and yeah, there's, right. there's other houses like just it's kind of everywhere. Yeah, um, it's all these intermix houses too, so it's like you don't even know they're there. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. crap. Not yeah, and those are the ones that are challenging, right? Like you know, interface is that's very defendable for the most part. Um, everything's all in a line. Like there's a, a like a hard cutoff yeah. point, right? Yeah. But those. Uh, those intermix when it's like yeah. one and then it's surrounded by um, yeah. like thick, thick forest. Yeah, super um, hard. Lot, they're, lots of fuel. They're off grid and they got like, they got like fuel bladders and yeah. propane cylinders. and Yeah, like they're, <laughs> they're living the life of being. Yeah, and you still there, don't want right? like, you know, you could be like, ah, undefendable. Like, ah. Yeah. We were actually having the discussion, uh, Glenn and I were the other day, uh, where there was one house that was. I'm sure what would be referred to as undefendable. Um, mm-hmm. He says, what do you think? Is this undefendable? I said, nothing's undefendable. I'm like, just comes out of our resources. Like, yeah, if yeah. we had 40 fire trucks here, it's defendable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if yeah. it's just 
if it's us and the tender <laughs> and the flame front's coming and it's 40 feet out and it's a 40 foot wall of fire, then it's no, it's not defendable. Mm-hmm. I said, but everything is defendable depending on the resources level. Right. Like if we had the, the, fi- the fire camp yeah. and like if the fire camp was here and we had 20 helicopters and yeah, everything's defendable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, defendable until it's not. Yeah. 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 So. And I get there's times when they, you know, there's criteria they follow on when it's dependable, and, and then even when a structure starts going up, I think it's like once twenty percent of the roof's involved, we like leave. We're supposed to leave it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's twenty percent of the roof. What if nothing else is burning? Like, we stay in fight. Yeah, we stay in fight. I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of that depends too. Like, you see a lot of these um, these houses where there's pine needles all through the gutters and yeah. the roof line, right? Mm-hmm. Sure that. You know that starts getting that uh, that 10 15 20 percent on fire yeah, yeah maybe not be then but if it's fire smarter decently yeah i'd say like you said scott it, it's probably fairly defendable to a degree right mm-hmm. yeah because there's not a lot that well i should say that there's there's actually quite a lot we can do with just a short amount of line and a decent water yeah it's yeah, really a wildfire before it takes to the structure it's actually pretty easy yeah. easy to defend mm-hmm. yeah. I, it's one thing I noticed when we were up there driving around. Um, the poly, they're, the poly, they're using now to uh, yeah to fire smart the houses. So they take the poly, um, wrap the decks, and yeah, wrap piles. the decks. So it's like like plastic, like really thick right. plastic. They wrap the decks underneath, and they uh, staple gun it, and it prevents that ember shower from getting underneath. And yeah, it's the first time I really maybe I, maybe I have seen it. I just never really noticed it. Maybe I just thought it was some bunch of junky house, but. <laughs> but now that I understand more about it, I'm like, oh, that's actually mm-hmm. their fire smarting there. Um, so forestry right. purposely went through and did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I saw a bunch of that. I've never really seen a lot of that either before, but just yeah. in, the, in the Apex area, I had a lot of it as well. Yeah. And, yeah, like covering the whole wood piles and, and the whole under of the deck. And and uh, what else I see? There's like a, uh, over some windows that look like they're, uh, like maybe the, like all the screens and like old wood framed. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. A lot of time, though. You need a lot of. Uh, That's a lot of. A lot of time. A lot, a lot of time, man. A lot of structure. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, I think every year we get better at it. That structure protection side, like mm-hmm. um, more resources actually dumped into structure protection than be any. Used to be, structure protection was kind of like, yeah, whenever the fire department shows up, they do whatever they want to do, mm-hmm. and we were kind of like flying by the seat of our pants, like just, uh, I guess we're doing this. Um, but now we're working with forestry. Now we kind of work together, and it's definitely more structural protection is definitely the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, dumping more money into that, more time. Yeah, that was a big, a big topic when we were up in Penticton at the symposium. Uh, there was a big, big chat about um, how the the two entities are are more coming together, and mm-hmm. still, like it's, I think the. Um, the structure guys are really coming to the plate uh, for BC Forestry, um, where I, I think there's still some some room to be had coming back the other way, and not like coming the other way, just really like realizing what, what we is, like, like what we can bring to the table, because yeah. um, we have all this gear, we have all this water, uh, yeah. and our capabilities are are vast compared to. Like a four four packer, and you know forestry firefighters yeah. that are coming with a bladder and some piss cans. And yeah. well, it's funny because when we're when we're doing when we're deploying, um, we're driving around filling bladders, mm-hmm. and every once in a while they shut their pump off, and I'm like, "Why well, you shut your pump off?" They're like, 
Oh, I don't know. We're going to just do some handline digging. Like, really? Like, why do you just use water? <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. it's like, to me, I'm like, I, I just use water. <laughs> like, yeah. like, why are you, uh, why are you using a shovel if you can just use water? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just don't get it because I don't know if they're, you know, like when they're low on water, maybe, maybe the hose isn't like stretched there or whatever. But yeah. I was just like, they turned the pump off and we're like, what? What's going on? Mm-hmm. You always need water. To fight it's water. right here. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we have lots of water. We'll bring you more. <laughs> yeah. It's literally our job. Yeah. Our job is to fill this thing with water. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely a different uh, attitude and mindset. But yeah, but yeah, well, I think the structure guys are are getting closer to mind. Like we're thinking more about wildfires than we yes. ever had before. Absolutely. Like, I actually, how to fight wildfires mm-hmm. um, and do them well rather than I think before we we were lucky. <laughs> yes. Not so much skilled. Yeah. I think now we're more skilled. Um, than, oh, by far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember you know, not that long ago, long ago running up mountain with with Spencer at the time. Maybe mm-hmm. I just ran up the mountain like, oh, oh, go put this thing out. We had a hose. We had a hose with us, and we're like, and then it jumped over us, and we're like, oh, this is really ridiculous. Like we didn't know what the hell we were doing at all. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. The yeah. luck, um, like definitely not safe as safety minded as we should have been um i I think that goes a long way and that's one thing that uh bc wildfire is very very key on is uh safety like Mm -hmm. you know like we sit here and look at okay like i've got to look after you know my four guys or three if you're on an engine like that's my concern well i know what these guys can do so then now we're reporting to somebody and they're reporting to somebody Mm-hmm. So they don't know that weak point. So they, they have to basically run the entire show to the weakest link that they don't know about. So safety is paramount, yeah. right? Yeah, like as a task force leader or somebody like you got, you know, all these guys under you that you've never met before. You don't know their yeah. weaknesses or strengths or yeah. experience necessarily if you hadn't yeah. had that time for face-to-face and stuff, right? Like, yeah, like you said, in, in our world, with the small little world, I, I know everybody's strengths and weaknesses That's and requirements. Right. So. If I task a certain crew out there, I know what to look for. Or That's just, right. I can hate. I can totally turn a blind eye because they're going to be solid and away you mm-hmm. go. Whereas now in their world, I've got all these guys coming from all over the province. Sure. Who yeah. knows, right? That guy's, that like, guy's turning a fire engine around. Is he going to put somebody out to back him up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> right. Well, there were some stories <laughs> that I was getting from being up there from the fire line. Like, um, someone was in the someone was in a porta potty and they can hear this like. Beep, 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 beep. They're like, why is that getting closer? It's getting super close. And, the, and this, this truck didn't have a, a person backing him up. And they and they almost wiped the porta potty the guy was in. Oh, wow. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> there was that. And they almost hit a, a tree. And <laughs> and they had like this super young engine boss trying to run the show. And just wasn't able to lead the crew. And they were just mm-hmm. down to do whatever they wanted. And you know, nothing getting kicked off faster than that. And then uh, I think one department made the big error of putting the wrong fuel into their truck. Oh. They put uh, straight gas in instead of diesel at the pump. Nice. I mean, and that wasn't the pump was marked a little bit weird. So I'm like, yeah, I can see how that happening. Like you're, right. you know, you're you're out in deployment. You maybe you didn't sleep well the night before. It's like all these things. Like so this so having that, and now you're the task force leader because now you're trying to run these people, and you're like, yeah. Okay, well, now you have an engine down because that engine is not using yeah. anymore. Okay, mm-hmm. now I have to shift gears, figure out who do I bring in now, and yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's why also like, like I mentioned to our guys a few times when we got sent out, like everybody wants to come out and help and jump on that engine yeah. and tender and roll. But 
sometimes, and no offense to to the members that don't get selected to get on those trucks in the heat of the mm-hmm. moment, but uh, like you, you need pretty savvy seasoned people sometimes for sure, that yeah. because you're yeah. going to be by yourself with very minimal uh, leadership mm-hmm. having to do these decisions in the dark. Yeah. Um, so you need to be super, super aware of yeah. what's going on. You know, it reminds me of however many, three years ago now, two years ago, when we went to Ogden Falls. So the first night that that fire kicked off, we got we, we got uh, requested, um, but it just came came over the pager. So it was Oliver twenty one for um, whatever support for Oakley Falls uh, in an engine. So like I was close by, I ripped to the hall, and I hopped in the jump jump seat, and it was literally whoever came up next. Yeah. And once we were full, we went. But, like, in my mind, I'm watching the guys that come in, and I, I, I see the crew, and I'm like, okay, he's good, he's good, he's good, okay, let's go. So we were full, and then as we're leaving the hall, the chief calls me. And he's like, hey, uh, I didn't think you guys were going to leave until I got there. I'm like, oh, well, he didn't say anything, so we're out of here. <laughs> right, and he's like, okay, well, who do you have? So I say, he's like, oh, okay, good, good. So, again, like, I think he was concerned, like, who, yeah. what are we sending and who, who are we sending? Um, once we explained the crew that was on the truck, we made sure we had a good, a good crew. Um, but again, like I'm sure that was on his mind. Like, are we, are we sending, you know, the brand new guys, you can't Um, send these new guys that that aren't savvy. So we had a guy that was driving the truck at the time. Uh, he was a little newer, but his background is that he drives larger trucks for a portion of his job. Um, and he's very engine and truck savvy Mm -hmm. and then we had another guy that was very savvy on the truck so if there was ever an issue i I knew we had a backup guy yeah um and then yeah the firefighters were completely switched on Mm -hmm. so uh it was great you can't send rookies out there Um, no especially when it's uh an area that we are totally not familiar with either so we don't know what we're getting into it's a little bit different if we're responding in an engine to our own area Mm -hmm. if you got a, a mixed bag of, yeah, of, yeah you, you know more guys are yeah. coming. And, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know more guys are coming, and and you can kind of delegate and do things. But uh, yeah, up there, like it, you just don't know where you're going to get yeah. pulled and, and split up, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, gotta keep your head on swivel. Keep that situational awareness key. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what they're big on in the engine boss course. It's like when you're the engine boss, you are uh, very minimally touching lines. Mm-hmm. Um, you're definitely yeah, really. Detach from the work, especially when the fire's kicking off. You're 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 standing there and, and you're running your laces in your head and you're you know, yeah. lookouts a big thing. You're like watching mm-hmm. everything and you're mm-hmm. trying to make decisions, next steps, and what everyone's doing. And, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Back to the safety, right? That's just that's, that's huge. Well, and especially when you start talking forestry as well. Like, like one of the big watchouts is work in an unfamiliar area at night right all these things yeah Yeah. (laughs) and when do we get all these calls at night in an unfamiliar area Mm -hmm. Uh, and usually radio comm issues and the the other one the other big watch outs is comms and yeah it's funny uh when we were out the other day you know i have two i have like two radios strapped to my chest and on the chest rig and then i have the truck radio man i the the reception there was so bad i was like i don't know what's going on right now on this so literally it was all text with our with our task force leader like we just had check-ins every two hours, and every once in a while, she'd be like, hey, here's a new assignment. Cool, copy. And it was just all text. Yeah. It was just so much easier. 
I, I could not understand what anyone saying on the radio. It was like, just get the mountains, you know. Yeah. Not, mm-hmm. Like, radios were great. Radios, yeah, radios were great in open, like, flat areas. Mm-hmm. But this is all talk around stuff. It's not, yeah. like, it's point to point. It's not, like, none of the stuff's running off repeaters because everybody has a different radio frequency. Yeah. So, and there's no, which is kind of a fault, uh, a failing of the provincial government, I think, is they think they should have repeaters that have, like, Office of Fire Commissioner, mm-hmm. but as a repeater channel. Yeah. Um, throughout the province, and then I don't know, did, did like somehow break it up? So because the only problem is then when you have like the other day we had one fire over here, and then your the other fire kicked off. Now these two fires are almost too close. And now mm-hmm. okay, what repeater we were sitting on? So I guess there is right. issues with that. But it's like, yeah, um, but not all the time though. Like I said, like yeah. more so, you get all the other departments coming in, then mm-hmm. rather than using that talk around. Yeah, it just yeah. yeah. I mean, right away, it's I don't know. It was like half time. Didn't know what was going on. And I'm like, whatever. I just kind of turned it down because I was like, like what? Yeah, what yeah. And then every once in a while, you hear like, and I guess the other day, actually, the guys when they were out working, they were same problem. They were randomly hearing radio traffic, and at one point, they heard um, structure fully involved or heavily involved. Um, everybody leave, um, get back to your safety zones. Like they heard this over the radio and we're like, what is going on? Like, where is this? You didn't hear this? No. Oh yeah. They're like, they hear this over the radio and they're like, our tender's like, what? So our tender's like staging, like, okay, these guys are up in the, like, and they knew where they were they're actually at the ski resort. Yeah. So they, they knew, they're like, oh my God, like what is going on there? So our, 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 our tender's staging, they're calling the task force. They're like, do they need us to go, um, defend these structures and, um, Chopper pilots are hearing this stuff, and they're starting to fly that way. What it turned out to be is they they were doing a task force level training exercise. Oh geez! Oh, so sometimes you know it happens when you're out there. Um, they want to they again they don't know what resources they have, so they want to test these guys, yeah. see where they're at. So they run this train task force level training exercise. Well, it sounds like the guy actually the, the task force leader he did send it out a couple times over the radio net. Hey, we're just, this is gonna be an exercise. Exercise is gonna start in a couple minutes. We're doing an exercise. But all that was lost because with trucks driving around, it starts getting broken up. So no one knows. So uh, I don't know if anyone got in trouble for it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, it's interesting. Like it's almost something that has to, like if you're going to do that, you can't almost can't, can't just decide to do it. You almost have to have it in the morning briefing. Like, mm-hmm. hey, guys, uh, this task force is going to be doing some training at 11. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. If you hear weird stuff over the radio, just. So. So, you know, it wouldn't work out right away on a fire, but. That's been going for how, how many weeks now? Mm-hmm. Uh, three. Three now, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't take a lot to set up a mobile repeater. No. Like, well, sit in the trunk of a car. <laughs> hey? It's in the back of the task force leader's truck. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? But, I mean, that's going to be sitting valley bottom. might not be, yeah, that's true. you yeah. know, the most operable. But how many helicopters do we have running around the area? Yeah. Uh, there's, oh, nothing, there's nothing stopping. 20 park at the airport next door. Yeah. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. stopping dropping a generator and and uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And kind of somewhere. Open up another repeater. A little higher up and channel. have a repeater going, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. It always seems to be an issue. Yeah. Like comms, comms are always... Comms is one of them. And, uh, we, and we always seem to have bad comms. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, even on the fire ground, we have perfect reception... Mm-hmm. What's worth saying? Comps. Yeah. Anytime yeah, we start using sure. radios, it's like it gets all like it's why that's what we we prefer look at each face. other. Yeah. Hand signals and talk. Well, I think mm-hmm. like like you nailed it. Like with the task force leader, the communication back and forth was just a lot via text, and it worked out of course because the yeah. cell service. Yeah. But yeah. like even in our briefings, it's like with our task force leaders, like okay, 
calms to a minimal. Like, I don't need to hear from you unless something's happening. Because I need to hear from you. Exactly. I was like, yep, perfect. We we got our our tasking, and uh, away you go. I'll talk to you in the check-in. That's Mm -hmm. that's all I need to do. Yeah, Yeah, like, she, our task force leader, she kept, every once in a while, she would just say, "Uh, I just got um, notification of weather change. Uh, Going to be 30 kilometer hour winds. I'm like, copy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. And then, oh, and then check the pump on, uh, at the lake. Uh, just make sure the fuel's good. But copy. Yeah. Like, go check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that stuff should be normal in the morning briefings, too. And that's where, yeah. like, if you get a seasoned crew, yeah. that's just something, you, as a firefighter, you check that shit, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, when we dropped off our portable pump right away, I made sure it was topped up. I dropped off our yeah. jerry can with it, flagged mm-hmm. everything, and off we went. And I notified our task force leader, this is where the water source is, pump, there's this. And I think what, what was with us, because uh, another... Um, Another tender dropped that pump, and then they got reassigned to your fire. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. weren't aware that that pump was kind of left to its own devices. Right. Yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. We were, she said, "Oh, yeah, this tender got shifted." So you, yeah, this is part of now your assignment now. Is also, oh, check right, right. Yeah, so we're like, yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, calms it down. It's like even you go to like our field exercise that we had here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were on the edge of our area, so we're. You know, close to as far away from our repeater as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, guys were trying to run our main repeater channel. It took the first five, ten minutes to figure out, hey, we're all here. Let's switch mm-hmm. to simplex. So yeah. I, I think Rob was the first guy that came up and says, hey, comms are getting shitty. I'm going to switch over to simplex. Yeah. Yep, check. Um, so awesome thinking. But, uh, I mean, comms are always a breakdown. It doesn't matter what, what scene it's on. Yeah. It's the first, it's the first thing to go. Mm-hmm. That's why you need backups and backups and backups. Yeah, yeah. Just be good, and now and also just trust your people to make decisions to make the right decisions. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, is there any more for any more? I don't think so. We haven't actually had a whole heck of a lot going on in mm-hmm. our neck of the woods, other than no. the potential of the fires and yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, one thing we did, we did find out though, um, <laughs> one of our past podcast guests is flying around helicopters, and it's not Mike. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Joel Struthers, who was on, I don't know what episode that was. Many, many, many episodes. Yeah. yeah, he was the one. That, he was the um, Canadian or Canadian Legion, um, French Foreign Legion. Canadian or French Foreign Legion. Yeah, Canadian French Foreign Legion wrote a book. Um, yeah. It was on Jocko. Yep. Appel. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Appel. Yeah, it was with uh, his, you know, his book is Appel. Um, did our podcast, um, mm-hmm. and it being from. BC, we're like, oh, cool. And then he ends up, we find out his flying helicopter, and one of you guys saw him the other day on... I saw one of his uh, one of his Instagram pics there, and I was like, that's the Oliver Airport in the chopper. <laughs> yeah, so he's literally like 200, or 200 meters away from us right now. <laughs> um, you reached out to him. Fortunately, he's pretty busy with flying, obviously. Yeah, uh, like, clearly he's up here flying, fighting fires, and um, not a ton of free time, but uh, weather-dependent. And fire, you know, obviously dependent. Um, we tossed out the invite to kind of chat with us, come yeah. on over the hall. Uh, and he was uh, he was very, very happy to try to make that happen, if at all possible. Uh, so we might get a bit of an update. Obviously, he's uh, been doing a lot of forestry firefighting uh, since we last chatted to him. He's got a new book out now, uh, Civil. Um, it's uh, Life After the Foreign Legion. Uh, so get to get a, a bit of an update on that if possible. I'm sure he'd be happy to come on yeah. even once he's back back home, but it'd be cool yeah. if he was yeah. in the room with us. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really good. We could mm-hmm. reach out to him and 
might have to, like I said, that's the, it's their flying time. They're kind of shit bagged after. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Flying. Mm-hmm. Maybe we entice them over with a cold beer. Uh, what's up? <laughs> when you're on when you're on deployment you just don't oh yeah it. I know <laughs> <laughs> well maybe when he's done anyways <laughs> he's um, the other thing uh, we were actually trying to get Dr. Nick on uh, this episode um, for 200 um, but he's um, busy with some family stuff mm-hmm. but we're hoping to get him on uh, next episode or episode after so um, yeah stay tuned for that because uh, he's going to discuss some RTAC yeah, um, haven't talked to him in a while, probably since uh, pre-COVID. I'd say. Yeah, we got some good updates on what he's been up to with the uh, RTAC program and with uh, kind of the medical directorship for the uh, RDCK. Yeah, as well the regional district of the Coonies, Coonies Boundary. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. And then we also had a visitor this past week. We did. Yeah, so Will Breen, um, one of our listeners, uh, reached out uh, on the gram. Uh, just said, hey, him and his wife were traveling through the area. Um, would, would love to, to come and say, hey, oh, I actually have a, a gift from, from them to us after the podcast. I'll make sure that I share share that. Um, I'm going to show you afterwards. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so um, was down Todd's way, so managed to meet up quickly. You guys were just getting back from a... Yeah, all, all night full. So. Pure, pure fluke. So, um, yeah, I threw my message back on Instagram and Facebook there, yeah. uh, seeing if it would uh, we could connect. But then, boom! Next thing you know, we got sent out. Yeah, uh, and yeah, we just got back after like almost twelve hours on the fire line there, and we were pretty bagged. Sure, um, overnight twelve hours. So well. I, I felt I felt really bad. I didn't have I wasn't super <laughs> talkative. I was pretty pretty shit bagged. Mm-hmm. But we managed to give him a quick little tour of the hall and uh, a few minutes of chit chat, and sure. then uh, pass them off to you guys for the afternoon or evening whenever you came up. Yeah, that yeah, was great. I, I think it was pretty much right after that. Uh, so they uh, came up our our way, and we actually were hosting a uh, EMR uh, course at our hall. And one of our members gives me a text, and he's like, hey, buddy, uh, there's somebody here from Saskatchewan for you. I'm like, oh, shit, he's here. <laughs> so I quickly rip over, and, yeah, I gave a same same thing, a nice little tour, and uh, I toured everything other than our uh, meeting room there, obviously, because the course was going, going on. Mm-hmm. Um, had a nice chat, and, uh, yeah, so it was really nice to have him through here, and I uh, wish him well on the rest of his travels, and, yeah, so that yeah. was cool. It was really cool to have somebody that listens to, to reach out and, and pop in, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's always fun to see. Well, I mean, as a typical farmer, we like checking on other halls and apparatus anyways, right? Yeah. yeah. So that was really cool to see, just to have that connection, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for reaching out to us and, and connecting. Absolutely. Nice. Any more for any more now? While we're talking about Modus, so we might as well, yeah. I guess now. Uh, well, I was just going to tell a funny story from the one call that I've had this entire week. Oh, yes. <laughs> so we had an MVI the other day. Um, that is funny. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a call. Uh-huh. Um, so, single vehicle uh, left the highway, uh, sheared a uh, pole, um, and had uh, some lines draped all, all over it, and um, was fairly heavily damaged, a lot of front end damage. Um, occupant was still inside, all the airbags deployed, he was wearing a seatbelt, um, no major complaints, uh, of injury, uh, was, like, holding his wrist, he had some forearm pain, but nothing crazy, 
Um, so we get on scene, and there's lines down, and we're looking, and uh, quickly realize it's just a support pole uh, for the other side of the highway for the power lines. Um, just as it goes around the corner, there was a guy wire that came across, and then one that goes down to the ground. So none of them were like energized cables at all. Uh, so um, one of them was was like draped across the the highway, right over top of the vehicle, and then the guy wire going to the ground was like kind of semi wrapped around the vehicle. So we got there, and you know right away we realized, okay, this isn't anything to do with power, so we're all good there. So a quick cut to the one. And then we were able to like get apparatus close, um, and he's still inside of the vehicle. There was a couple of people that were there in front of me, um, so I personally hadn't gotten down to see like to make any, you know, contact with the patient. And I radio back to the rescue truck, and I'm like, "Yeah, let's grab, uh, let's grab the tools down down here." Like the guy is completely completely alert. He's answering us. It he seems fine, uh, but we do need to do a quick door door pop and you know get him out of there. So Warren hops off and the tools are coming. He walks down there, opens the door. <laughs> like, ah, damn it. <laughs> so again, always ah. try the door. <laughs> We're like so fast. Like, all right, let's grab these Rookie tools move. and da 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 <laughs> He's like, ah, we should probably, he's like, hey, Ash. I'm like, yep. Opens the door. Like, ah, damn it. <laughs> Still let the battery out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was, it was just funny. But uh, I mean, we, we had just gotten the vehicle where, like, the lines were now out of the way, and we, right. we, we were able to assist. So it was like, the, the timing, it's not like he was waiting to yeah. to get out from, you know, us not o- opening the door. Yeah. It was more of a, okay, now it's time to go down and, you know, actually action getting him out of the vehicle. Um, we, we had everything ready to go there, and uh, unfortunately the door just opened up. So I had a good point for debate. Maybe should have talked earlier. Um, so we put our, uh, well, I, I got these um, little, little um, sign made for our truck. Yeah. Um, yeah. It says uh, the big four, Auto X big four. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, it's, um, that's why it's written down because I forgot it. <laughs> it's like stop the bleed. No, uh, <laughs> this isn't the right order, but uh, basically patient contact, uh, mm-hmm. cribbing, um, stabilization, and little chalk. Little chalk. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the questions was, or one of the comments was, uh, I forget who it was from, um, the comment on our Facebook said, uh, they have stopped automatically cutting the battery because of the power seats, et yeah. cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but then I was after, I, you know, I kind of commented back like, oh yeah, no, that's really, really smart. Yeah. Um, it is definitely something. And, and basically that list is just a checklist of things to go through, right? Yeah. Because obviously the car's upside down on its roof, you can't wheel chalk it either. <laughs> so, That's right. Um, but um, one of the thoughts, because I was thinking about what our instructors were telling us, um, yes, if you cut the battery or detach the battery, because we don't want, we don't like cutting. Um, if you detach it too early, yes, you might not be able to adjust the seat, but if you don't detach it and it's an adjustable seat, um, they've had times where um, the seats actually started to go forward on them. <laughs> Um, and mm-hmm. crush the patients even more mm-hmm. or, or do something that they're unexpectedly because, you know, uh, one of them kneels down to do something your knee touches a button and the it preset. starts, <laughs> like, whoa, yeah, or you hit the preset and the guy's like, ah, like yeah. preset on the, like my preset on mine versus my wife's is not like, ah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like crushing the, <laughs> crush the steering wheel. It crushes my knees when it's regular. Yeah. 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 So I guess, I mean, I don't know uh, if, is it smarter to 
I mean, I, I like disconnected battery. I don't like cutting the wire. We used to always yes. cut the wire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, disconnect the battery because I, I think what, if you need it, just reconnect it. Absolutely. And then, no, mm-hmm. that that's pretty much the same thing what we've got from a lot of our instructions as well. And, yeah. and we've stopped cutting for quite a while now as well. To yeah. Try and disconnect for that reason. And before, yeah. even beforehand, as somebody make that patient contact, seeing if what we can... What can be done if it's a mm-hmm. power seat? Have that communication or slide back. Yes. Yeah, like the little tribe, tribe pretty prime, right? Mm-hmm. As long sure. as we're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what I always preach is the patient's condition is going to dictate our response, right? Depending yeah. on what we need to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, so, so it's a good point, but yeah, it's, you know, I, I think both sides it's debatable on both sides, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, mm-hmm. just, again, every it what is it? It's like adult diapers. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> We need to wrap up. <laughs> yeah. I heard that the other day in some other course I was in. I was like, what? Saddle <laughs> <laughs> <Not old> diapers. <laughs> so he says it's out in the course. I'm like, what did you just say? He's like, yeah, saddle diapers. It depends. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. Awesome. Motors. <laughs> I'm going to use that, actually. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ash, Motus. So, Motus. So, Scott right now is uh, showing me. We got our copies <laughs> of... Yeah. Um, we have our copies of their magazine. Yeah. So... Um, episode one. Well, I don't actually see it on here, but it's episode... Or... Volume one. Volume one. Whatever it is, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, it's the first of. So. Issue one. Yeah, issue one. Um, <laughs> yeah, not episode uh, So we'll uh, maybe snap a couple photos this week of uh, what it looks like, share that out. Uh, definitely honored to be uh, on the first one. They got a really mm-hmm. cool sh- a really cool shot on the cover from our training grounds and one of our firefighters yeah, here. Not us. <laughs> yeah, n- none of us. Uh, <laughs> but we are later on. Though. I think I think the, the only decent photo of us is after a freezing cold side by side ride. Yeah, you can see we are all freezing. Well, yeah. page page two, we got a snapshot of you with the holding the snagger. That's right. Yeah, magazine. And page three is the start of us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Four. Yeah. So that's really cool. So obviously, modus um, with the uh, snagger tool, like Todd just said, uh, four century wedges. Uh, soft entry kit. Why do I dress like a ninja? <laughs> I know. You look very... You guys are all in your fire gear. I'm dressed like a ninja. <laughs> well, fire gear and jeans. Oh. I was literally oh, wearing wait. my coat because I was freezing. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, I remember what it was. <laughs> yeah, it was brisk. There was still snow on the side, sides of the trail. It was it was chilly. Um, but it was awesome. Um, yeah. So yeah, they've got tons of stuff. Um, love love the support that we've had from the, from the guys at Modus. Um, and we're definitely happy to, to give that support back. So if you mm-hmm. see anything uh, while you're perusing uh, and you want to acquire, uh, use discount code DTFF5 to get 5% off your order. Are they um, selling this order to do this? I don't know how they're going to be distributing. Um, I know we have a bunch that we will be handing out. Um, but I don't know if it's going to be for sale or if they're going to oh, include it with uh, purchases. Purchase, yeah. 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 I forget how many he said that they got printed, but it's a lot. Um, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, they talk about, uh, of course, we got our article mm-hmm. as well. And then they have um, it's New England two Fire, other uh, New England Fire Center. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That was I think I go on the pig, what do you call it? The pig news? Pig news? Yeah. An article on. Uh, mm-hmm. Another lad here, Dustin. Another lad? Yeah, like me. Guy, lad, I don't know. Yeah. From his uh, dirt biking. And then, yeah, this yeah, New England fire training. 
That's cool too. Yeah. Um, yeah but Red Bull crashed ice. Crash yeah. Ice. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Lotus. Lotus. Uh, Stop the bleed, Todd. So I believe three methods of uh, major hemorrhage control. <laughs> You've got your uh, direct pressure, mm-hmm. wound packing, and tourniquet application. Make sure you have a good high quality tourniquet, not a piece of shit from Wish. And uh, make sure it is yeah, out of Wish sues us. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you have it out of your wrapper, because like we uh, preach to people that we teach stuff the way to, mm-hmm. uh, blood is slippery in the beginning. And uh, yeah, you time. You, you, you want to get those applications on rapidly. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, where do you find that? Oh, yeah, I guess the Uh Then also just check out our YouTubes as well for the course content and some videos and stuff. Right. Nice. Well, we did this last week. I was like, wait, what? If we... Yeah, because we had a call last week. That's why. Yeah, so we completely. <laughs> that bullshit call. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, we'll, right, get right. we'll get Todd worked up again on that one. <laughs> Anyways, um, Tanner Olson. Tanner Olson, country music out of West Coast Canada. Uh, had him up here for our 100 year celebration. Uh, awesome show uh, doing a bunch of other live venues um, I think they have a new song coming out wasn't, wasn't it in August? Mid-August? yeah it was supposed to be coming out pretty quick here put country on it? put a little country on it put a little country am on I it? supposed to say that or is that I forget the secret? oh man you, you might have just dropped it <laughs> Ooh, whatever <laughs> he doesn't really live <laughs> come and abduct you with a van oh no that went the, no, other, way. the other way <laughs> Uh, yeah, so check them out on all of your streaming platforms if you like country music. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Nick Artac, mm-hmm. um, kind of talked about him a little bit already. Uh, so he's got a online course for Artac. They're in development. We are one of the test subjects, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've been kind of checking it out. Um, I've been doing it at work um, during my breaks. <laughs> but it's work-related. Sure. I gotta know my medical, so that's right. My training, exactly, yeah. yeah, that's a good course. Yeah, um, yeah. It's really I, I really like the fact that he's like he's actually down in the corner talking the whole time rather than just you're trying to read it and you're like I don't understand what's going on. Um, I was watching the airway one today or yesterday, um, and yeah, was, I actually I think I learned more about putting airways in than I learned on many of the courses I've been on, like mm-hmm. um, OPAs, MPAs, uh, just. Um, they're talking about the eye gels and yeah, super showing where it yeah. goes, how it goes in, and they actually had like the dummy and um, the flight nurse, uh, Jason was yeah. in it. So yeah, super skilled people doing it. Not like sometimes you get these random actors or I, I don't know where they get these people from. Like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> like you watch these first aid videos, you're like, what? <laughs> you're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Yes. So no, it's a really good course. Um, hopefully it'll get um, its accreditation that it deserves. So. Yeah, because he's just waiting for that right principle here and then roll it mm-hmm. out. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which I think you'll get. Uh, I think it's it's a great course and with all this online stuff that uh, is so much more accessible for people now, yeah. uh, that's definitely the most interactive and yeah. most kind of attention grabbing one mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah, their, their pictures are super, uh, yeah. <laughs> super gruesome. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, make it real. It's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the Artac course in person, that was, that was one of the most fun courses we, I've ever done yeah. by far. So Excellent. it was really worth it. So yeah. it'd be good to see it um, go out to everybody and then have some of that face-to-face content as well. Yeah. Um, lastly, less. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Yeah, TikTok. Is it TikTok? TikTok. Yeah. 
aren't really on the Twitter. Not on Twitter. <laughs> no. On the social media aspect of it, something I was going to bring up. So I was watching a couple other people that I follow, and they're in the first responder world. And they were saying, um, well, actually, a lot of people were saying, but um, they, they put up a lot of their, like, not personal lives, but just things outside of the service on, on their feed as well. Um, and they, they got some mixed, some mixed reviews, but most, most of it was, was very, very positive. And I don't know if anybody out there cares what, what we do out, outside of the fire service, but Hey, you want to see what we're up to when we're out camping? Take a couple photos of us, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if that's an interest to anybody. Um, I don't want to just start sharing things out there. People don't want to see it. Pooper on the side of the road. I mean, I probably would share share that, but um, yeah, if there's any interest to see what we get up to when we're not doing fire stuff, um, yeah, maybe reach out and see. Uh, if there is, I'm sure we can share a couple things here and there. If if not, I mean, we hardly share right now, sadly. So <laughs> we're the worst. We are absolutely the worst. Yeah, we appreciate you sticking around. We do good, and then we get bad. And then yeah. we do, <laughs> then we do yeah. worse. <laughs> yeah, and then we do worse. But uh, I mean, content, getting things out in front of people, um, and if we're at all interested, and you're interested in some of the other stuff that we do, yeah. then we can maybe toss that out. Because I mean, it's a pretty mixed bag between us. So we could probably get some. The some menagerie is nice. Quite, quite, quite the menagerie, yeah. The menagerie. That's right. Yeah, it's perfect. All right, Todd. Good night. <laughs> Thanks. Have a good night. Start where we left off. Yeah. <laughs> good night. Yeah. <laughs> Back to stay the safe. Stay DTFF. <laughs> <laughs>